So I'd like to call it to order the May 18, 2023 Housing and Community Development Commission meeting. Um, next item on the agenda is to consider the mi meeting minutes of April 20th, 2023. Do I have a motion to approve? Second. Discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. Okay. This is a time for public comment of items not on the agenda. There's really nobody in the audience, so I don't think we have any. Uh, next item, unsuccessful and delayed projects updates. So, um, for the project updates, the unsuccessful and the delayed projects, there were three projects. Uh, shelter house, HVAC improvements, DVIP shelter construction, and free med clinic improvements. And um, so shelter house has requested postponement. They had some conflicts with staff, so we'll we'll discuss them next meeting and dvip submitted a written report so if anybody there i don't think there's anybody here from dvip that would like to comment um, free medical clinic is here so if i could have you come up and talk about the um you're welcome to sit there and yeah if you could just click that on thank you This is for the facility improvements, $75,000. Right. So basically, the project has started. It started in the beginning of May, and it is almost complete. So, not, um, so the reasons for the delay is originally we had a lot of trouble getting people who wanted to bid, both because they're busy and some people did not want to do Davis-Bacon. Um, and then once we got the bid, um, we had the classic waiting for the supplies to come in. And then the supplies came in um, and, and we decided to um, alter something on the out, one piece of the design. And so there was like a three week delay as we debated different canopy structures. But the supplies came in and um, stump construction started and within three days the doors are installed. And so now we're waiting to paint the lines on the parking lot and finish the electricity and the finishes around the door and install the um, handicap arm. And, we and the canopy should arrive next week. And so we do anticipate that by June 15th, everything should be finished. And could you just, be, for the public, just introduce yourself, please. I'm sorry. That's Hi. Right. I don't know where I'm looking. I'm Jenny Schmidt. I'm the new executive director of the Iowa City Free Medical Clinic. Anybody have any? questions or comments for Jenny thank you okay great congratulations on your position thank you it's lovely to be here does anybody have any comments or uh, concerns about the other two especially DBIP since we'll have shelter house next week next month does staff do you guys I read through it um, does staff have any updates in terms of um, uh, projections they're they're still haven't spent uh, they're roughly spent about 50% as of writing this is that correct? are you talking about DBIP DBIP okay. yeah they have some spending we um, 
had some supply expenditures already, um, and then I know that there's a bid opening tomorrow that I'm attending, so it's moving forward. Okay. You need a little more time, Kyle. All right, there it's on. I, 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 was, I'm, I didn't understand the whole, they missed the deadline, but they ordered stuff, and just because the ordered stuff is on back order, it still seems like they're on time. That was the only thing I was somewhat confused about. They, 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 it's a very final page of their little written report. They said that they were able to spend down 50%, but they missed the March 15th reimbursement deadline, but they had ordered the supplies prior to the 15th. So is it just an accrual versus cash kind of issue there where I think part of that may have been they ordered the supplies and we usually wait until they've arrived to pay out an invoice. Ah, okay. So maybe that's what they're referencing. But you guys have, you guys have, the staff have concerns that this isn't going to get done. I mean, they seem to still be on track. No, it, it seems to be moving forward. It just okay. didn't meet the March 15th that, deadline. For the re, just for the reimbursement of expenditures, is that right or something? Right, like so they're supposed to have 50% expended by the 15th and that didn't happen. However, they had a, a large reimbursement already and so the, the rest of the project's moving forward as well. Other comments, concerns? Okay. Um, now we have updates. So uh, we, we did receive the written comments from DVIP. And um, I think Scott Hawes is here from Habitat for Humanity. So Scott, you wanna come up and talk to us about your updates? Hi everybody, um, thanks for giving me a chance to talk a little bit about our work. Um, so this is the first time that I've ever given an update, so if, if you guys have any specific questions or if uh, I'm kind of going off on the wrong path, then certainly bring me back on, make sure that I don't get off the rails here too bad. Um, so we have uh, two home awards that we're currently, uh, are planned to use before the end of the fiscal year. One of them is for 2408 Indigo Drive, that is a new build. Um, that is a project with a variety of partners, including Homes for Iowa, um, a local developer, ECCOG, and City of Iowa City, as well as Habitat, of course. Uh, we closed on that home in April 10th. Um, it was a eight-person home, uh, sorry, a six-bedroom home for eight people. Um, they were at 49% of the area median income. Prior to buying the home from Habitat, um, they were living in a three-bedroom home, um, and uh, they had to keep a mattress off on a covered porch area and drag it into the living room so that the kids could sleep in the living room. So anyways, now they all have bedrooms. Um, so that's uh, what we certainly consider a really nice success story, something that Habitat is certainly proud of, and, and hopefully everybody that's associated with that is proud of as well. Um, the second project that we will use uh, our home award for is at 2413 Indigo Drive, right across the street. Uh, we plan to close on that home on June 15th. We have a purchase agreement. Um, financing is in the process of being secured, but there is pre-approval for it. 
um, and that will be for a five-person household, um, a single mother with four children. They're at 41% of the area median income. This is, in my opinion, a, a really great success because we're pulling together resources from all over. Habitat for Humanity of Iowa, uh, City of Iowa City, um, Housing Authority, she's on section, section eight, or Housing Choice Voucher. Um, and so to be able to sell a brand new home to somebody who's at 41% of the area median income, um, it, it certainly doesn't happen very often. And so this is another thing that we're really proud of. And yeah, we think that this will be a, a nice success story that hopefully the entire community can be proud of. Um, what did you, you said one was 2413. What was the address of the other one? 2408 Indigo. Okay. Only because I'm going to drive by. Yeah. Where is Indigo Drive? It is on the southeast side of Iowa City. So if you're headed down Highway 6, let's say you're going uh, west on Highway 6, take a left onto, I, I want to call it Whispering, no, Lakeside Drive, and then follow that around to Whispering Prairie and then kind of wind around and it's back there. Yeah. Yeah, you should drive by. It's um, it's it's a nice little neighborhood, and there's a nice little uh, wildlife or, or wetland in the back, and so the frogs make noise all day, which I find endearing, but could maybe drive some people crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks. So, um, I have a question off the subject. I was so sorry to hear about the tornado, and that you lost your what your storage building. That's right. So how's that going? Um, boy, has that been awful. Um, so, uh, like, do you want the good or the bad? The good is is um, that the community really rallied behind us, and it was after seven days, basically, we had the, all the cleanup completed because of all the support that we got from the community. Um, and now we get the long process of rebuilding. So. We're working on having our claim settled. Um, once our claim is settled, we'll know what our budget for the new warehouse will be, and then we can start the process of rebuilding. But that warehouse was, it was a, a lot more to us than just a storage space. We hosted volunteers there, and we were able to keep projects moving, even in bad weather, because we did have access to that space. So it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty big blow for us. That's the bad, but the good news is, you know, a lot of support from the community. Good. Glad to hear. And the insurance premiums were paid up. Yeah. And we, had the, and we had the insurance premiums paid up, yeah. Any more um, comments? Do you guys have any questions? Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. You guys have a nice evening. All right. Thanks, Scott. And these project updates are just updates. I mean, they're not, they're not, these aren't projects that are on any kind of timeline or deadline at this point, right? Unfortunately, um, Simon from the Housing Fellowship was going to attend tonight and present his slides, but he was not feeling well, so. Okay. So we got the slides. All the slides. So Inside Out and uh, Entry sent in a report. They did buy their house, so, um, and they are in the process of rehabbing it. Is that project, do they, are they required um, to do Davis-Bacon? That project we funded with home funds and it was acquisition only. They decided to do that later, so. Yeah. There's four 
home funded units in it and they want to add two more. Okay. Anybody have concerns about inside out or they're moving along, that's good. They bought that house. It's a nice neighborhood too. Close in with uh, good transportation, I think, services. They had some nice press on buying the house. So that was they good. To, they, had, they had some press on buying the house. That was nice to see mm -hmm. that too. So that's where I first read about it, actually. And then the housing fellowship sent us all a slide. So um, they have acquired several properties, right? And they received Choto operations. Any comments or questions about the housing fellowships report? Okay, um, next item on the agenda is to review and consider recommendations to City Council on approval of substantial amendments to the City's FY23 Annual Action Plan. All right, so this proposed amendment is basically a funding swap of CDBG set-aside funding that will allow us to do a neighborhood improvement project this construction season. Um, the city sets aside 75,000 in CDBG funds for neighborhood improvements each year in our action plan. And then we work with parks or engineering to determine projects. We've done um, several things at Weatherby and various parks that are in low income areas throughout the city. Um, the proposed project is a curb ramp accessibility improvement in the South District near Twain Elementary. The map shows kind of the general area of where the curb ramps are. Um, we're proposing to replace 10 intersections to ADA standards. Some of these are intersections that were identified for repair by residents. So basically we got a complaint about it. Um, and then the public works team went and kind of reviewed the area to find um, similar conditions. So they determined there was 10 that needed to be replaced. So um, some spots, the crossings don't exist where there might be like a Northwest crossing, but not an East-West crossing. Um, and then in other spots, there are ramps already, but the um, slope is not compliant with ADA. Um, they're too steep or they're missing detectable warnings, which I think means that there's the, bump, the bumps aren't there. Um, total cost of the project is $150,000. It was initially intended to cover two years of funding for FY23 and FY24. We have the opportunity to start the project this construction season. However, only half of the funds are available now. Um, if we wait for approval for FY24 funds, we just have to wait till next construction season. Um, so we'd like to, what we're proposing to do is add program income funds to the project. Those are funds that are repaid for loans or returned for whatever reason that go back into the funding pool. And then we also wanna use unused economic development funds to fund this project. We have a $50,000 economic development set aside each year. Um, we're currently using those economic development funds for small business technical assistance. Um, it's just kind of an open application for people to apply. So we have um, unused funds right now and we will have more funds available on July 1st. So there won't be a huge time frame where we don't have any funds available. Um, so the reason we'd like to do this project now and not wait, um, our timeliness for CDBG is in May. That doesn't work well with our construction season. So anything we can get done the year before is helpful for us to meet our timeliness deadlines with HUD. Also, it'll get the curb ramps quicker in the neighborhood um, to meet the neighborhood resident need. 
Um, this change is a, considered a substantial amendment to our action plan, which is why we're here today. Um, any major changes that we make to funding are considered substantial amendments. So we follow our citizen participation plan. We come to HCDC, we have a public comment period, and then we'll get it approved by council as well. So we're looking for a recommendation to swap the funds, get the project going. Um, if we needed to supplement economic development in the future, we could always do that, but um, I don't see it being an issue right now. So, so if I understand correctly, um, for it to be considered a substantial amendment, it's at least 150,000? Um, so what makes it a substantial amendment is we're changing the project from 75,000, we're doubling the amount. So there's a 25% threshold? Yeah, it's like 25% of the project budget or $50,000. Yeah, okay. so we, we're exceeding that, which makes it, um, we need to get approval. Thank you. I, my question is just more in um, how, how you choose projects. I mean, do you have, um, do you kind of have a larger list and then um, you choose based on um, complaints and that's fine. I mean, cause that's input, you know, citizen input. Um, I just, I'm wondering how you choose the projects that you, you uh, are you know, proposing to us. Sure, so we rely uh, mostly on our other departments to let us know what's needed. Um, it can't be anything in the city's capital improvement plan because that's not allowed with um, CDBG. So if it's already planned to do in our like five year CIP, we can't fund it with CDBG because that's already funded with city money. So these are kind of more one-off projects that aren't planned for that maybe we need a rose and we can fund it with CDBG. And then they have to be located in a low income area of Iowa City. Okay. So a lot of what we do is like playground improvements, shelter, yeah. trails, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, thanks. How familiar, Aaron, how familiar are you with the project? It's uh, handled mostly by engineering, so not super. Okay. <laughs> I just was curious, you're talking about curb cuts. I mean, the big issue there, of course, has always been all those Mark Twain kids that live south of six, it's a nightmare for them to get across. And there's nothing from Taylor across. You have to go, you actually have to go, you can't even go along, you have to go behind, there's an apartment building behind Casey's, which is that, it's not even Hollywood Boulevard, it's off Tracy Lane there and it's, like, oh I know it is Hollywood, it goes back behind this apartment building and then connects at Casey's at Broadway and then they can cross. But what sucks, the reason I ask is because I see the triangle over here. If you go up Sycamore Street and you're trying to get to Mark Twain, so if you're in any of the, if that side, you know, the, west, the east side, so you're going up Sycamore Street, you have to cross Sycamore, then you have to cross the highway, then you have to go all the way up to the next intersection then cross back across Sycamore to get to Mark Twain. And, and I was just curious, so I was curious what curb cut intersection ads they were doing here. I mean, are they primarily doing it as far as the feeders in the neighborhood on those individual smaller sidewalks to get to the current connections or they're not adding new connections across? No, these are just like the six. corner ramps. Right, right. yeah, the yeah. curb cut corners, yeah, okay. I knew at one time there had been bigger discussions and that maybe that's a city plan issue where they, I know they had talked about putting some other connection across like a catwalk or something something but but as always i mean anytime you get into pedestrian bridges and it's a whole different level of expense so i just was curious if you knew what all they were doing but um i don't know but i can pass but it sounds like mostly walk. just mm -hmm. making the changes necessary within those little neighborhood sidewalks so that people can get across those yeah. connections okay 
Yeah, this is specifically for curb cuts. For yeah. curb ramps. <clears throat> yeah. Right. People right. with wheelchairs yeah. and walkers yeah. and motor scooters. Any other um, comments before I ask for a motion? Can I have a motion to consider approval? I motion. Second. 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 Okay. Any further discussion? I mean, I guess I could ask okay. just real quick. I mean, does staff have any hesitation or, I mean, it, I guess we didn't straight out say, I mean, is staff's recommendation for this proposed amendment to be approved? I mean, yeah, what, what would be the downside here? We're bringing it forward to get approved. Right. Um, I, I don't see, we don't anticipate a negative outcome of this. We just, it will just, it will help us out because we'll be, we'll be spending money quicker. It'll be getting out into the community faster. I so. just didn't know if there was any comments, like if there's some magic whiteboard, someone's like, oh, well, I mean, I don't well, know. Then, I think, <laughs> isn't not with this, this specific amount of money, but isn't it in the capital improvements plan <clears throat> to, I mean, the goal would be to have all of the curb ramps or whatever you're calling, the cuts for crossing be ADA compliant. I mean, that's one of the goals I think the city has been working on for several years, so. I just figured we should at least ask if you guys had any weird I think that's no. good. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> this is really, it will help us get the project done quickly within the rules that were given. So that's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> okay, all those in favor of recommending the substantial amendment to the city's FY23 Act plan, please say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Okay, motion passes. Okay, staff and commission updates. Becky, do you have an update on the subcommittee? Sure. Um, so we met uh, once and May 1, and we have another meeting scheduled for Monday. Excuse me for a moment. This is the um, committee to determine the process for aid to agencies, right? Right. We're looking at, uh, we have six um, initiatives is what I'm calling them, for lack of a better term, um, that we're looking at under this. Um, so the first one, and, and, and the way these initiatives came up by um, uh, input during the first meeting um, based on, on agencies or staff or commission members experience or desire, whatever they wanted to look at. So um, the six are, and, and I've put them in order, that's one of the things I worked on is, is how I think we should um, tackle this is, First one is a review process, the HCDC process for allocating the funds. This came up from staff. Is it in the right area? Should this be a commission um, um, process or should it be handled by somebody else? And so we'll dig a little bit further into that on <coughs> Monday and see where staff, you know, what some of their thoughts are. Um, the second one is an application revision. So um, not just looking at the um, ac application itself, but also the fl funding platform. And I did contact the subcommittee asked that um, we um, discuss this with United Way. So I contacted the United Way director um, 
and um, they're going to have a couple of people attend the committee meetings. And um, on Monday, we'll also be discussing the the um, funding platform. United Way may be um, uh, willing, is probably willing or whatever, to um, discuss a new platform for the funding. So, which would hopefully take care of some of the um, problems with um, getting the information inputted and things like that. Um, the third thing is um, taking a look at funding priorities and performance assessments. So this would, would mean we'd look at city steps as um, kind of the basis for um, prioritizing um, the kinds of activities that the city wants to fund and then also including looking at those um, labels that we've given the legacy and emerging agency labels. Um, funding the allocation uh, principles, so to speak, and I, I just have dubbed this as the rules and policies um, of the funding process, um, like the rules of minimum amounts, um, uh, percentage of budget, um, look at historical alloc allocations and how they have a role in the current funding process. And, and that also could be looked at in number three in terms of the funding priorities also. Fifth one is rubric and scoring. That doesn't really need any further explanation. And the sixth one is commission and community education on nonprofit impact is how do we kind of promote and showcase, you know, what it is that the agencies are doing on an annual basis with, with um, the CDBG and the city funding. So that's what we've got. Other commissioners, updates? I, I have a question if um, the if staff have informed if you have any update on uh, UAY because um, the funding was approved correct at the city council meeting. Yep. And yeah. is UAY going to proceed with the funding? We haven't spoken with them, but um, I do know that they received housing trust fund. Okay. Um, funding that was contingent on our funding so I think we're I think we'll connect with them at some point but um, the next step is for them to what what we recommended to council was that um, to keep HDC's recommendation but we gave them a deadline I believe of March 15th to identify a property and at that time we kind of review whether we wanted to if they hadn't spent the funding at that point or were on their way we could review so we set a checkpoint at with that um, okay. And that sort of aligns with our, we don't typically take home through the unsuccessful and delayed projects policy, but we use the same timeline. So if we wanted to recapture funds at that point, it would go into the next funding round to be respent. Great. So, so they were approved by council and we yep. went with the HGDC recommendation. Thanks. I've just been curious about that. Staff updates. Um, just a couple quick ones. I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again just in case. Terms that are ending in June would be Kieran, Kyle, and Nasser. So if you want to reapply, please do. The deadline's May 30th. Um, the other thing I have on here that maybe you want to touch on would be the CWJ from the council I meeting. I did put mine in a couple weeks ago. You did? Okay. It goes to the city clerk's okay. office, so I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we took our action plan and aid to agency recommendations to council. Or I think earlier this month, uh, council took the recommendation and also added $15,000 for Center for Worker Justice in addition to what was recommended. So as staff will find um, another 15,000 in the budget for that. So that's what they received. Um, 
My other update is that we have to do a substantial amendment to our home ARP allocation plan um, due to some changes at HUD. So we are working on that. Um, we'll have to bring that back through the commission to get approval similar to the one we did tonight. Um, it's really just kind of revising our narrative to make sure we're meeting the rules of the home ARP program, which is um, brand new and we've never done before. So they wanted us to add some things. Um, we don't really know the timeline. Um, so if, it, if we're ready in June, we may try to hold a June meeting to get that done. We don't know at this point. How much did the city receive? About 1.8 million. And so our plan issues are delaying projects, which is frustrating for people, but we're trying to get that approved as soon as we can. So we don't, if we are ready, we'll want to hold a meeting. We want to wait a couple months because it's holding up projects. So typically don't leave in June? We don't have anything else for the June agenda. We usually have a summer break. So I don't know, we don't have a, it fluctuates. So we are not planning on meeting in June? We will meet if we have the home art plan ready to get approved. How does that work? <laughs> if, they, if, they, if, they, if they don't, if they don't re-up me. How does uh, that work with the subcommittee and what we're doing there and needing to bring information back? Um, we, uh, I didn't uh, address that. Um, we did talk about um, staff want us to have this done by December of this year. So we have an, a date of getting it done by November. So we're just going to keep meeting regardless of, of the commission. All of what we're doing is we're recommending changes right. to the commission. The right. commission will sift through them, decide what we want to take as a commission and recommend it to city council. So. I just didn't know if com the commission wanted to be updated before three months from now. Well, I mean, uh, I guess we could do that. If we can get it was it, just a question, yeah. not a suggestion. Just I don't know if anybody wants that or not. So we can always send things out via email too if there's something sure. pressing before the next meeting, and I'll get a schedule together for the next calendar year of meetings soon too. Um, I, I did just have one last thing, and, and if this is my last meeting, or if it's the next one, or I, they invite me back in the fall, um, I, and I know we talked about this. When I, when I came on early on, which is under our HCDC description, part of the duties are to recommend to the city council from time to time amendments, supplements, changes, and modifications to the Iowa City Housing Code. And it, it's one of the main reasons I originally joined was to be part of that process, to be part of that discussion. And we've never, in the whole time I've been here, ever had that any of that show up in front of us, even when changes were made. Um, and, and I know I asked, um, I know I, I didn't add, I mentioned at one time, I, I would love at some point to, to see if, you know, if um, either the housing, you know, the housing inspection uh, division director, you know, Stan Loverman, or uh, I don't, I think the bill, that's under building inspection, isn't it overall? I think, I can't remember what her name is that runs that, but. It'd be nice to have them come in and, and talk about the changes that have been made and why those changes were made. And also, I would love to hear their recommendations for how they think housing code and housing inspections can, you know, what are their ideas? What are their also recommendations that, they, that maybe aren't getting out there, aren't getting from this committee to council? 
I don't know. It's frustrating that in all the time I've been here, we've never once had anybody ever come to us about anything housing code related, even though it's supposed to be part of our mission. I understand with wanting to stay true to what our mission is and what our responsibilities are as they were outlined by the council and included on the web page. There are a couple other little items as well and I've often wondered about that and how that comes into play. I, and I don't know. I mean, I know I, I just don't even know the last time a housing code item. I mean, it was before me. I, I don't know. I, and we can <laughs> so how ask that. We can certainly have staff come to the meeting. Uh, Stan and Jan Danielle are in, in our department. We work with them every day. Um, if, if there's something specific that you want them or even something broad that you want them to come in and go over, that can certainly get the, on the agenda. I mean, they, especially Stan and obviously and Tyler and, and Seth, I mean, and everybody in his department and, and Sue, I mean, they are seeing and addressing issues every day that that you know that we don't see uh, you know and, and 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 when he was sitting here talking about there being eight people living in a two-bedroom apartment you know i mean uh, you know i you know we deal with that we deal with two-bedroom apartments where we walk in and it's one of those like you know we have to sometimes tell tenants like the city inspection is in two weeks like these mattresses can't be in the living room yeah. Right, because well, let's, <laughs> let's um. So I just love to have some input from them on: Are there changes they can envision to our housing code that would that would allow some of these density issues for low-median income families who are trying to have, or not even trying, but are having to live six or seven to a two-bedroom? Or I'd just be curious to see if there's I don't know solutions out there that we just haven't thought of. I think that sounds great. It might be helpful if, you know, we we request that, but then if we could give the department um, some indication of exactly what they're supposed to come and Yeah, I know, because, and that's what's tough, because I, know, just, get, I don't know that well, I have anything specific. Well, but. we can think about I mean, I think that's great, because often for rental housing inspection anyway, you know, the rules change, the how often they are and, and you know there's a difference between uh, housing choice voucher HQS inspections oh, yeah. than you know those that aren't receiving any kind of federal assistance so you know that's something that I think could the commissioners could get some value from so but I think it would be very helpful again to say to say to the department I mean don't give them you know just come in and talk to us we need you know this these are the things that we would like to, to have more information about I mean, even things like I know, for example, I'd be curious to see what their thoughts are on how many numbers they're seeing. We do have older homes that are becoming low median income homes, right? Homes that may have been college homes at one time, student homes, and they're becoming, instead of A, B properties, they're becoming C, D properties, but we're running to, into some of them, which is lead-based paint, they're pre-78. Oh, sure. And I have landlords and owners and clients of mine that don't have the money to do mitigation. So I, if I, ha I, I have to ask, like, what is the age of your dependents? Because if, yeah. if, if we, I mean, I can't sign a lease. I, can't, I won't even let them apply because I know it's not going to pass. Right. It would be curious to see how many. I'd like to know, like, what, what are they seeing as real life issues that are, that are in that FQHC inspections or just standard 
inspections that are affecting affecting people being able to get into homes there's your agenda item i i think <laughs> what what he just said would be um good to have stan um come and talk yeah, about that's that a good idea. along that same line we had um uh, I don't know if was it this year or was it last year we we had a request to look at the vacation policy for um, uh, the housing authority yeah and I'd, I'd kind of like an update on on how that's going um, I, I don't know about you all but um, I got some flack <laughs> um, from some people in the community that that thought that that I have voted wrong i voted in favor of changing um the policy but i'd kind of like to hear a, um you know what its use is if 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 you know it's being used minimally as was my going to be my guesstimate um uh, i'd just like to know a little bit about i guess the impact of some of the decisions that we make like that Sure. I think it would be helpful. And in addition to that, I know one of the things we did um, at the end of the year was, I guess it was plans, but um, housing authorities was more of a report that we had to approve and then submit to council um, for their approval to be included in, what was the greater document that all that was being included in? I can't think of it right we have now. an annual report. <clears throat> yeah, annual report. There you go. Um, you know, I just think it would be interesting and probably informative for this commission to really understand from in the, from the housing authority how many people are, are still on the waiting list, waiting to be approved for a housing choice voucher so that they can try to afford um, some housing. Um, how many people are they working with? Um, that was a great presentation by Steve Rackus when we were over at that East Side Recycling. Do you remember that? He came and, and gave a, like, like really in-depth numbers on on the vouchers and waiting lists and I wonder I know there's a new person yeah Rachel yeah I think it would be really good for this commission to be able to hear some of those things and so it helps bring some context context to us when we're making some decisions yeah so we can have Rachel come as well maybe in the same meeting stand but um so yes yeah, Rachel's our new director of the housing authority she's been here over six months um, we are also um, looking at our full admin plan. So that po travel policy was part of our admin plan with the housing authority. We are doing a full kind of overhaul of the admin plan, updating, making sure it's matching, you know, our goals at the city, um, kind of moving towards housing first a little more than we have been. Um, and I believe that will come to the commission, but we, we can, I'll talk to Stan and Rachel about setting up a future agenda time to meet thank you okay. yeah no problem anything else oh wait <laughs> do i have a motion to adjourn so moved so moved do i have a second second well, <laughs> yeah all right we are adjourned thank you